Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another Spartan 160EN podcast. This is podcast number 14. Uh, two weeks later, but uh, better late than never. I got uh, two great people on the panel today. Uh, we got Steph. Steph, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I mean, it's been a, a while, but, you know, summer vacation, so everyone deserves some vacation. So, but sure. I'm, doing, I'm doing good. For sure. And, of course, we're all always busier, too, now in the summer. We also got former guest, now the newest member of the Sparking 160 EN podcast. We got our boy Nando with us. Nando, how are you doing, bro? Hey, buddy. I'm doing well. Again, I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me back and actually making part of the squad. You guys are awesome, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely, bro. You're a Grand Spartanista, and we only get Grand Spartanistas in here. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's part of it. Yeah. Anyways, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, we're going to f- start off with uh, the current, I guess, current situation of Spartan. We're going to talk about the, the latest candidates uh, that have come out as of right now. From what I'm reading, it's, there's seven. Um, I'll get into that in a bit. We'll also be talking more about, you know, the Forsuj, the, the, the players that we, we got and got back. Uh, we'll be also later on talking about a bit of the World Cup, about Portugal's exit. Because last time we did the podcast, Portugal was about to face Uruguay. We're going to talk about Portugal's exit. And then um, probably our prediction on the final and, and what we thought of this World Cup. So to start off, um, I have the, the seven here. And uh, it will lead to our questions because um, two, the two questions we got were about the, the presidency. So um, the, the order in which the candidates came out, I'll say the names right now. Federico uh, Verandes, who was uh, Spartan's uh, ex, the, the, the chief medical, what was he, the chief doctor? Yes. Doctor or something like that. Yeah, it was Federico uh, Verandes. Then we have Fernando Tavares Pereira, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the current president of, of Spartan, not the SAD, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So far, so good. Then we got Pedro Madeira Rodrigues. We got uh, Dias Freira. We got Bruno Carvalho announcing his candidacy today, as well as Carlos Vieira announcing his pre- presidency today. And um, he didn't not- really, he didn't really confirm it yet. He's saying, yeah, yeah no. Well, there's two. Then there's two. Then there's the Carlos Vieira who has yet to confirm it, as well as the Paulo de Andrade who has yet to confirm it. But on this list, uh, it shows seven. Uh, we'll 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 leave the the seven. Is that cool, or do you guys want to leave it to the five? No, no, that's cool. Brun Carvalho as well. Everybody knows he's suspended yeah. as a socio. So until until uh, until then, he, he he won't be able to go for elections. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, today he was he was looking for uh, signatures from socios, and I think that's that's how he's going to try to to to. Yeah, he's going to try to circumvent his, his way in. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so we'll get right away to the first question, which is, comes from Kevin. And I'll start with you, Steph. Is From that list, who would you have as uh, as the president of Sporting? I don't know yet, because to tell the truth, uh, I'm a big advocate of knowing the uh, the program of each, the, the layout of each uh, candidate. And so far, only Veranda kind of um, uh, said who's going to be his uh, future coach. He said the Ranetti. Uh, who's going to be his team manager? He, he's the only one that so far laid the ground, the landscape. Uh, the other, the other ones so far didn't. So we got to be patient and give everybody a chance to present 
their projects, what they have, what's their thoughts behind it, and then I'll be able to choose a candidate. But it's too early in the game to to pick one. Um, uh, for me to say I like this guy better just because he did such and such in the past, it's not good enough. I have to see what what's the new project as far as finances, as far as modalities, as far as, uh, uh, you know, all that. So I don't have a, a, a preference yet. Yeah. Um, how about you, Nando? Do you have a, do you have a thought, uh, any inkling of where you're maybe leaning to or, or a favorite so far? Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily think there's a favorite per se amongst all of those seven guys. I mean, we know that two of them, um, Bruno Carvalho, you know, he's not uh, eligible to run just yet, but he's still going through or going through the motions. Um, then you got the guys like Carlos Vieira, whatever. And then like, uh, like was just said, um, the only one guy has truly um, presented his plans, his vision and Bruno Carvalho. He did it earlier today. Um, and we can get into that a little bit later, but, but he at least gave us a thought of what he wants to do, continue and uh, bring going forward. My biggest issue is with uh, with guys like um, Diaz Ferreira, um, those kind of guys, um, Pedro Madeira Rodriguez, um, those guys in the past, especially Diaz Ferreira. He's uh, been lingering around for a very long time in the sporting universe. I yeah. think uh, he's uh, the epitome of what you call an opportunist. Um, mm -hmm. He simply, in my opinion, is there to make a quick buck, keep his name relevant. So guys like that really piss me off. So I, I honestly don't even care what he has to say. And I think that the majority of like Spartagueses are kind of like ready to weed out those kind of guys. But I'm anxious to see what uh, what Pedro Madeira Rodriguez would say, you know, what his vision is. And well, then so maybe far, even so far he has said some things. He said that uh, his guy, if he's if he's elected president, uh, his his coach would be Ranieri. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. We've I haven't seen a, a handshake with him. Last time when he ran against Bruno Carvalho, he said uh, that he'd have a great coach, European level, and he got Juanes. Uh, what's his last name? Premier or not Ramirez? Juanes Ramos or something like that. Um, so he, but he has said he, he has Ranieri, and I think he also wanted uh, uh, basketball to come back to Sporting. He said that and. Uh, Really, that's all I took from from what he said he wanted for Spartan. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I, if I can just, I'm just gonna throw in my, my two cents. My biggest. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry to cut you off, but my, my biggest beef with, for example, with uh, uh, Pedro Madero Rodriguez so far, is he made a comment the other day. It was kind of like a like a childish spat. He said, like, I highly doubt that a guy like Verandas knows more about soccer than I do. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you picked up on that. And to me, that kind of threw me off because Spartan isn't just soccer. Exactly. So for you to come out and to to use that as you're like, hey man, I don't think you know as much soccer as me. That throws me off. And on top of that, he's at least been in the Spartan uh, ecosystem. He's been in the Spartan lifestyle, at least being a director of medicine, while the other guy has not. He has nothing to do with Spartan. Never has. Um, so if anything, the at least Verandas has an idea of what Spartan is like on the inside mm -hmm. yeah for sure i agree with you um yeah i'm not too sold on 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 pedro madera rodriguez last I, I i i have to base a bit off the past from from his last um 
candidacy to presidency. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed at all whatsoever. I thought, um, not that I was necessarily against Bruno Carvalho, because uh, I wasn't, especially back then, I, 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 for the last elections, I wasn't. Um, but I thought that there was definitely some, some faults of his that we've definitely seen more and more throughout the last past weeks and months, but that he, he honestly did nothing towards even combating that. Uh, he would just insult Spartanguistas that weren't on his side saying, you know, you guys are from Spartan Club de Bruno and, or Spartan Club de Carvalho. And, and, and that's not a president that I want. And, and I think I look at some guys like Carlos Vieira, whether he, he um, actually confirms it or not. And there's some potential there. I see, I see some potential in Varandas, but then he sort of says some other things or, or he does other things like, you know, standing beside, Rogério um, Alves, I believe his name is, a guy who's constantly been in Sporting's past and and not in a good light per, uh, at all. Um, so I'm not necessarily sold on Verandes. Um, Dias Ferreira, like you said, he's an opportunist. I, I like him talking. He's a decent commentator when he was on, um, I think it was the Dias Seguint. Me and my dad would, would, would watch that show every now and again, and I, I liked certain things that he say and how he defended Sporting and how he would, you know, take shots at Porto and Befica. But aside from that, is he, I, don't, I don't see him necessarily as, as presidential as presidential potential, really. I don't, I don't see that. And I think most Spartanguistas have seen that in the past. And that's why I think he's, he's ran two times, if I'm not mistaken. He hasn't won once yet. Um, we'll, we'll see. And then, and then, of course, Brun Carvalho came out today uh, saying he wants basketball, uh, a rugby team. Uh, I believe he, he even mentioned para, para, uh, para um, Olympics team. Paraplegic. Paraplegic team, sorry. Thank you. Who's that? Uh, he, who's that? Uh, who's today, and he also talked about more, more, um, better uh, uh, on the stadium, uh, screens on the stadium, free Wi-Fi throughout the stadium. So you know, listen, I'm not trying to 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 say I'm for Bruno Carvalho or against or or try to sway opinions, but the only thing that that certain other candidates are pissing me off about is that they're not if they like like Pedro Madero Rodriguez he'll say a name like yeah I'm gonna get Ranieri in but he won't say a, an idea he won't give us you know this is an outline of what I want to do this is a plan this is what I want to budget certain things here and there they, they don't that they, most of the time it's empty words and it, it's disappointing to say the least um correct St- Steph do you have anything anything you want to add or say or well, the thing is, it's it's way too early. Like, when you went for president for any club, it's not only Sporting, but typically in Portugal, you have to introduce it to a lista, meaning your vice president, who's going to be the president of the MAG, Amesa da Assembleia Geral. And all that, the only one that's done is Verandas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one who wants basketball back, and to tell the truth, that's the only modality that's uh, that 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 we're missing. Like Befica has basketball, handball has all the modalities. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea. The thing is, can we sustain it? You know, because it's a lot of money. It's another budget and all that stuff. Um, but the other candidates, they could say whatever they want, free Wi-Fi, this and that. I want to see names. I want to see the names of the vice presidents. I want to see who's going to be the president, the mag. I want. I want to see who's going to be the team manager for, for the football team uh, or soccer team in America. 
and that's that, that's why I think it's too early. I mean, me saying Bruno Carvalho, I, I voted for him, but I think I think his time is over. To tell the truth, uh, uh, if people will hate for my hate me for my comments, be it then. But uh, he's, he he gave it what he had to give to Sporting. Um, he, he he fucked it up himself by talking too much. He's you don't send text messages to your players. I'm against that. I mean, what are we in fourth grade? Uh, you have a team manager, Kero Andres Rals, and uh, George Jesus was the coach. So you'd speak to them. Or mm. you speak face-to-face. You don't send emails or text messages. Uh, it, it looked like juvenile, you know. And to me, that's not the way a president behaves. Uh, and uh, that's that's what he did a lot of great things, but he, he has to talk less and do more behind closed doors, not be so vocal. Um, like, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a fan of Pinta Costa because I'm not, or do Luis Pierre because I'm not. I hate their actions and what they've done in a, in a, in so many ways. They, but their composure as the president of two big clubs is much better. I don't. I don't like my president to be on 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 TV all the time, on shows all the time. It's counterproductive, and I think he ruined his image, uh, his persona, uh, and and now, uh, Veranda looks better because he's been in the club for a long time, and Lucas uh, Vieira, everybody that knows Sporting in depth, we know he was the finance guy. He was the brain of. Uh, of the finances of Sporting. I don't know if he has what it takes to be a president. So I'm going to give it time, and then we'll talk about it in another podcast to mm-hmm. see what they have to offer, not only them, because they, they don't do things by themselves. They depend on their vice presidents, on the on the Delgados, on the President Damag, uh, everyone they, they have in their lista. I have to look at their lista to see who... Who, who they uh, who they have to support them, and then I have to see the project, what 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 they want to see, they envision for the soccer team, not only senior, but the youth, the female team, and all the modalities. I need to see all that, and I, I want to see how they're going to sustain it. Who's going to be? Uh, is it going to be another investor? Is it going to be more uh, towards the socios? I want to see all that, and so far I haven't seen it because. I can vote. You guys can vote. So, um, but so far, you know, it, it's too early. But Andy was the only one that had something to say, and, and that's all I gotta say. Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree with you know everything you said. Even as a, you know, people might call me a, a Bruno Carvalho supporter. I've definitely gotten it on Twitter. But I agree a hundred percent. He's definitely ruined his image and. And uh, he, he, him going into these elections, even with seven, seven people or, or more, I don't, I, I still don't, I can't see him as a favorite. You know what I mean? I, um, I see him, I see him jumping in. And like you said earlier, man, if he, if allow him, if they give him the opportunity to run, I think that he's going to be able to generate enough, enough support. Okay, that he can jump in. It was seven guys going strong. I think that easily would be only three that we would be looking into potentially um, really, truly becoming um, in the running for president. It would, in my opinion, be like Pedro Madeira Rodriguez, Varandas, Bruno Carvalho. We know Bruno Carvalho, or at least he should, is going to trump Pedro Madeira Rodriguez. He's done it before. Most likely he'll do it again. I think Varandas is like that perfect counter to Bruno. He's the yeah. chill guy, the quiet guy. 
the guy that everybody's kind of like, oh, okay, he's been there. He's he knows a little bit of the club. He's already given us the the ideas as what he wants going forward. And so I I'm I'm thinking he might be the the the, the lead dog right now. But like you just said, I still lean pro Bruno Carvalho. I wish he would uh, shut up a lot. Um, however, yeah. I think that this time has kind of allowed him to 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 maybe think about his actions and and, and approach it differently. You know, maybe maybe he'll feel a little more mature. And and it it seemed like that today from from things I was hearing on Twitter, I I managed to catch a little bit of him talking. He definitely seems different. But then again, it, like the cynic in me is sort of. You know, is he? Is this just an act because of elections? And then when he comes to presidency again, if he comes again, you know, he'll still be telling players to fuck off on Facebook and, and exactly sizing them. That th- there's still that worry there. So that's why I'm, when I say like I still don't see him as a favorite, even if his ideas are are amazing, just because the, the man himself and like 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 Steph said, he he ruined his image, and, and it, it's upsetting because you know Bruno as a president, like with his policies and. And not you know not so much the character, but just him as a president. He had so much potential to to even take this Sporting further than he already took it. There's no denying what he did in these five in these five years yeah. for Sporting were incredible. You know, European titles in in Mudelizads, everything in soccer minus the league title. But we know why we didn't win a few years ago in Jardim's first season. You know, that, that's a little bit out of his control. But um, anyways, I'm going to change the gears just a little bit. Uh, Nando, I'll start with you. What, what did you? Th- what do you think so far of, of Sosa Sintra and how he's handling business? How he's you know trying to to get some of the players back, and if not, you know trying to get some um, you know uh, finances like with with Rui Patricio. Uh, what do you think of Sosa Sintra so far? Man, honestly, <laughs> it. So I'm gonna use a word that you just use. You know, the cynic in me is sitting here going like, Istvayu is really trying to milk this opportunity to like change. Any perception that older Spartanguishas have of him and that new Spartanguishas will generate on him. I think that I, I think we all kind of opinionated on like the Bruno Fernandes situation and his moment. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, I think it was a little bit ridiculous. I think uh, this whole like, you know, he's our player. He wasn't. Let's pretend we just went and got him and, and, and give him the, the red carpet and, and do all that nonsense. Like, no, no, the guy was still our player. You know, if you wanted to sign with somebody else like Rui Patricio or whatever, then they can go through the motions of the court system. Um, nonetheless, you know, he's there. It, w- it would be worse if he wasn't. Um, I don't necessarily think everything he said is 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 true, but whatever. But in regards to how Sosa Sintra handled it, I, it's so hard to say, man. It's hard to judge. Like, sure, I'm happy that he was able to maintain a player like Bruno Fernandes. You know, give us one more year, we'll sell you, and, and that's it. Good riddance. Um, give us the money, but guys like Nani, um, I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not going to clap for Sosa Sintra to bring in a guy like Nani. I mean, Brun Carvalho brought Nani over. Um, at the mm-hmm. time, it was just a loan. I, if Nani is willing to sign a two-year contract with Spartan and come back home and do one more, you know, of up song, I think that any president would be willing, or he'd be willing to do that for any president. I don't think that a certain person was needed to to finalize that deal. My biggest issue, however, is not so much with Sosa Sintra, but I think we touched on it a little bit um, a couple podcasts ago, but it's the whole trans transition team, right? These guys mm-hmm. are signing players, bringing in coaches that can easily and quickly 
all get undone. You know, we've got one uh, potential candidate who's saying like, hey, sorry, Cosedo, uh, if I win, you're out. So next guy comes in and, and he'll undo everything so the scene that did. I think he's trying to just keep the ship afloat. It could have been much worse or it could still be much worse. It could, but I don't think it could be much better. I think that it's going to be a, a job that we're going to sit here and go like, all right, as long as we don't have too many negatives, um, I'll take it because I don't really see how we can have many positives given that we still have a uh, presidency um, to be determined. Yeah, for sure. Which is one of the reasons why I think uh, not, I, I was against sort of getting Pizzetto in, but reflecting on it, having Pizzetto in a one turn, one year deal, you know, it, it helps a bit. So, you know, on that move, it was good on him. Steph, what do you think of Sosa Sintra so far? Well, I think so far that uh, Sosa Sintra um, is not doing so bad because he's left with, uh, with a, a broken vase, let's say. So he's trying to fix the pieces. Um, Sosa Sintra didn't need this. He's a... He's a rich man. He's got. A, he's he's retired. Um, I really believe he's doing it this because he's Sportingista. I know in the past he's done some mistakes, like uh, he fired uh, Sir uh, Bobby Robinson. Huge yeah. mistake. Yeah. Yep. And uh, lo- among other mistakes that Sportingistas will never forget. I understand that. But now you put you put yourself in his position, um, and he's trying to basically keep uh, Sporting afloat. It's yep. easy. It's easy to talk out of our heart and then say, "Oh, isso aquilo é para como é que eu posso fazer aquilo?" You know, say But you have to look look at the at the at the long run, the whole picture. And he's thinking about the the present of Sporting for the season of 2018-19, and also the finances. We've heard a few times talking about a Felicia Técnica. Felicia Técnica sometimes the 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 uh, young generation don't look into depth what it means, and then the felicitactica means that the value of our team is X amount, and then we have X amount of uh, expenses, and it basically cancels each other. In in this, with the nine resignations, was it nine nine uh, resignations? I believe. Uh, yeah, 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 nine. Yeah, players rescinding. Um, it put us in Valencia Técnica because we didn't have that value anymore. So Sousa Sintra, as a businessman, not only in soccer, but in his personal life, he owned several companies, beer companies and whatever, so on, in Portugal and Brazil. He knows that he has to um, fix it um, within a couple of months or try to make it better. So... Bruno, Bruno Fernandes coming back to Sporting uh, was a good thing because as much as I hate what he did, uh, I hated so much with all my heart, him coming back and actually putting himself on the spot at the Sala de Imprensa de Sporting the day he was announced that he signed a new contract for five years and he answered every question from every newspaper. He didn't give preference to any newspaper. And I think that was awesome. Uh, us Portuguese, we bipolar by nature. So either we, oh my God, this is the end of the world, or I'll never forgive him. Uh, if if that's if that's the case, then Cardinal, what is he doing now, futsal team? 
after what he did, uh, he shouldn't be in our futsal team. Am I right, Cardinal? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Bruno Fernandes, at least, is not from our academy. He's, he was not for Magnus Sporting. And he came back. He didn't sign for any other club. His, his, his number one concern was security for himself and his family. And Sporting guaranteed that. And then he came back and he signed for five years. So then let's say he does another amazing season and next year we, we sell him. We're going to sell him for the proper value. In, instead of uh, dealing with uh, peanuts, with clubs that say, no, we're not going to pay you not even $20 million, but we'll pay you $10 million because I know you guys are struggling financially because that's what's going on with William Carvalho and Jefferson Martins. It's taken such a long time to deal, deal with, the, with those players because Athletic Madrid, now is, they're playing games. They say, no, we're not going to give you $30 because that's what Sporting wants. They want $30 million plus Uvieto, which, mm -hmm. which is a good player. But Athletic Madrid is playing games. And Sosa Sintra, so far, so good, is is able to fight them off and put, put on a good fight. With the Wolves and Rui Patricio, for example, he slapped them with, uh, with a, a counterattack and said, okay. So I'm going to complain to FIFA about the Wolves because they signed them and they basically saying they seduce a player to sign for him. Yeah. And in, there's no ground for just cause. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen to Podence. Podence, he has, he, he's going to lose his case because, I mean, the whole season didn't even play and Sporting behaved well. I mean, you can't, you can't go to, to Greece um, a league that we all know is as hostile as it is, and then allege that Sporting and the one-time incident is what freaks you out. Like, get out of here. Like that. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then Sporting uh, will win the, these cases. You know why? Remember the bombing on the um, – I forget the, the name. On Marta, yes. on Marta. Okay, the Borussia Dortmund uh, um, bombing. Of, that was a fan. And yeah. then, and then he, he, one player was hurt. Am I right? Yeah, it was Mark Bartra, and okay. he, he even uh, I think he suggested on or or his agent went to FIFA asking if they can rescind, and FIFA told him no. Okay, now let me ask you something. What about all the other players inside the bus that that were inside the bus? You don't yep. think they they were traumatized by the fucking explain, explosion? I think that's uh, way more traumatic okay. than a bunch of fans entering. Exactly, the field. exactly my point. So how how do do these players think they're gonna win? When a team from Germany got blown up, they could have killed the whole bus. The guy wasn't too smart making bombs. Well, that's a good thing, of course. Yeah, thank but, God, yeah. But, yeah, thank God. But all the players, including the coaching staff and the bus driver, so to speak, they, they must have been traumatized. They must have gone home to their family and said, oh, my God, I could have been killed today. They didn't play that game. Yeah, he didn't. Have, and don't we forget, played, we played a few games later, a few days later. Not, not only, not, not, not only, final in Portugal, but they played friendlies for the national team, and they played and in the World Cup. Cup. Exactly. exactly. That's, you all, see, that's all that's, you have to say. That's exactly. If I'm a lawyer, I'm going to eat them alive. They're not going to win these cases. This is why Sporting has to play hardball with the Rui Patricio and Podence. Now, Sousa Sintra is doing the proper thing in trying to negotiate. With uh, Valencia and Sevilla and Betis, they after now Everton after uh, William Carvalho, mm -hmm. I think that's the proper thing to do. Let's try to negotiate for the, the for the uh, right amount of money for Jason Martins as well. 
Nantes is doing us a favor by getting uh, Ruben <laughs> Ribeiro. God bless them. Merci beaucoup, les Français. <laughs> bon chance, mon ami. Mes amis. Bon, bon chance, mon pédé. Uh, <laughs> mais, mais vont dar un million de dollars. That's, that's a lottery. So. But, you know, I, I think Sousa City is doing quite well and people have to understand that he needs to fix his problems because the market closes on the 31st of August. So the elections, they only on the 8th of September. So he has to fix these problems now. Yeah. It's, not, it's not because he wants to. It's because he has no choice. And people don't understand that. Ah, pá, não devia ser ele. Então vai ser quem, caralho? He has no choice, the man. The market closes on the 31st of August. By the time we have a new president, it'll be too late. Then they'll go to court. It'll be way too late. He's trying to minimize the, the financial problem that we're in. So if we get 30 million for William Carvalho, believe me, that's not bad at all. I don't, I don't even think we'll get 30, but at this point, at this point, like you said, I mean, I, I, I'm almost, I almost would appreciate him playing a hardball position of saying, like, what we're used to with Brun Carvalho. Like, look, you're not going to pay me what I want. You're not going to get him anyways. Let's go to court and let's play it yeah. out and see and see how willing they're exactly. willing to uh, to bite on that because I think that these clubs with you know Champions League aspirations like Atletico Madrid or whatever I don't think they want to go that far into the end of the market not knowing if they're going to secure one of these players. Um, and especially we'll we can even use that as an advantage because 15 million for Jelson I find is way too low. So oh, if, if they want to offer 15 million two yeah. players that aren't worth more than 10. But combined, then Sosa Sintra should, and okay, of course, maybe he has, we don't know, but he should be saying, no, listen, fine, let's, like you, like you said, Nando, no, fine, we'll go to court then. You don't want to pay me what I want? Fuck it, we'll let FIFA exactly. and see now, how it goes. I, I agree, I agree. That's my I, only, yeah, when it comes I, to the negotiations on Sosa Sintra, that's the only, the only, the only thing I, I see against them is maybe we could have gone, for Heldon, for example, we could have gone a lot more than, than fucking two and a half million for, Twenty-five uh, no. percent, no, or two who, and a half thousand. No, no. Well done. Who was the one? Who was the one that left? Somebody, somebody left Tondela for Ali Lawler or wherever yeah, somewhere where else in the Middle for East for half an, for a million and a half thousand. Exactly, two hundred fifty thousand. And then and Heldon only goes for two fifty thousand. That doesn't make sense to me, especially Heldon who who had a, D, a really good season at Game Age. I think at least one point five we could have got for him. Honestly, you know what I think that was. You know what I think that was. I think that was a that was a sell. To quickly generate money to pay uh, Coseiro's salary, or um, uh, uh, yeah, Giuseppe yeah. Seiro. I'm sorry, not Coseiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, he uh, he was signed right after that, man. And you know, pr- uh, we can all sit here all day and, and opinionate on whether or not we think that the guy is worthy of coming back to Spartan and this that. But I'll give him props for at least accepting a position in which he knows he might not have a job for more than like a month and a half. And do no, no, but, he'll stay. You'll stay for one year. All, all these candidates, all they're saying is my coach will be, let's say, Nendinho or Steph or, or, or Danny, but it's for the future, not not for this season. This season will be too late. No, no, I'm not sure. I think PMR no, no, said he no, wants that, Ranieri that, for this season. Yeah, yeah. Ugaz just killed Korea. He said he wanted Ranieri. He even made, the, uh, he even made that example. He said the last time. Spartan uh, was champion in uh, 99. He said, we started with an Italian and we finished with the Portuguese winning. So hopefully we do the reverse. 
we start with the Portuguese and we finish winning with an Italian. Okay, let me ask you something. Logic of that guy. Let, let, let me ask you something. So, so if Pizzetti is doing great and he's in first place, do you think they're going to take him off? No, but it's Honestly, tough. It's I'm tough after, after three games. It's tough. It it depends because the third oh, yeah, game exactly. is against exactly. the third game is against Benfica. If he wins that game, I think yeah. he stays on. We can yeah, lose. Exactly. If he wins that, he stays on. For, it, it's like you said at the beginning of the show, man. Sporting is a bunch of bipolar. So if yeah. if come that time, Pizzetti like killing it. Sporting's three for three, nine points. You know, right up in there, and that we're like, oh, we're about to be champion mood. Um, I think we're like, we'll renew his contract for 10 years and, and, and it's Pizzetto forever. But if he's not doing well, yeah, they'll pull the plug on him if it's that candidate. I don't think the other candidates necessarily will at this time. They haven't said who they bring in, but, but we'll, well see. But that, yeah. but, that, but that was a great move by Sosa Sintra by, by getting rid of the other coach, which he was earning, I think, $4 million per year. And he had a contract for four years that's equal to $12 million. So mm-hmm. we would have been stuck with the bill later on with the coach. Sure. You, you see what I mean? I and agree. And then yeah. Pizzetto, I know it was not the best choice, and I agree. But at the same time, it's difficult to get a good coach that would say yes for a year. It's a, and, it's a good, with, it's a good short-term. The turmoil, the turmoil. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? There's no consistency. Yeah. It's like, let's say, a coach from France uh, – Okay, are you willing to coach Sporting for a year? So his whole family has to move, you know, just for a year. And maybe, like you guys said, maybe just for a couple of months. So Pizzetto accepted it because he lives in Portugal. And uh, he knows Sporting. I, I, me, personally, I think he's going to do great. So uh, we'll see. Hey, we won today, 6 nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only but, kidding. Uh, the team is, uh, <laughs> don't don't start us, bro. Don't start us, man. We're 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 on that. Path. <laughs> it was against a bunch of amateurs, so but I'm, <laughs> I'm only kidding, you know. And um, so so quickly, let's just get into the acquisitions. We we talked a bit here about Pizzetto. I think we all agree that you know he's not the best, but as a short term solution, um, even I've come to the realization that even though I'm a fan, I was a fan of. The hiring of Mahilovic, that you know, a three-year deal, two million dollars every year, for a, a, a potential switch when the new president comes. If if it's a you know, it could be it, it, it's likely to not be Bruno Carvalho. Definitely, Pizzetti is a good switch. Uh, Steph, quickly, give me your give me your thoughts on on the on the Bruno Fernandes return. Um, I'm happy um, after listening to him. After listening that uh, you know. Os pais dele deram-lhe educação para respeitar quem dá de comer. I like that. Um, everyone is, uh, is, uh, is, will make mistakes. And uh, if you never made a mistake in your life, then you must be related to Jesus Christ. I don't know. Uh, because everybody makes mistakes. Um, so I'm happy with his return. He returned. Rui Patricio Podense. They already signed for other clubs and they were mm-hmm. with our club for repetition 19 years, Podence for 12, I believe. I might be off yeah. a little bit, but a long time. So I, I give more credit to an outsider that possibly is not even Sportingista, from what I understand, he might be Portista, but he, he was educated the proper way by his parents. I'm pretty sure he spoke to his parents and I'm pretty sure his father and mother said, hey, Bruno, não te esqueças quando passado eu went to Sampdoria e não eras merda nenhuma. 
and is supporting that uh, got you and made yeah, you who fun. you are who you are today. Because Bruno Fernandes, no one gave, gave two shits about him a year ago. He was he was dead in Italy. He was basically riding the bench, and we revived him. His name is him as a player, his him as a persona, and him coming back and and saying that. I'm happy to be back, and I want to help the club. I believe in the project, and the only thing that made me hold back was the security. But as soon as Sosa Sintra and uh, everybody else told me, don't worry about security, we got your back. The academy now, it's like Fort Knox. No one can get in without the proper <laughs> IDs and shit. So, so his family has the security they need. And believe me, it's not going to happen again at, at Sporting. And the other clubs that witnessed this, I'm pretty sure that Sporting, uh, Uporto, Benfica, U Vitor Guimarães, when they when they saw what happened at Sporting, they learned with, the, with those events, and then I'm pretty sure they upped their security too. Uh, but you know, it was one incident, and 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 that's it. And I'm happy he's back, and I applaud him for his courage. A, a lot of Sportingistas they're not happy with him coming back, but. You don't judge him just by uh, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or newspapers. Listen to him. Give yeah. him a shot. Just listen to his live conference. That's all I'm asking. If you listen to it and you're still against it, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Because if you never, se tu não tens pecados na tua vida, then as uma pessoa, epa, fiz, vais para o céu, certeza absoluta. Yeah, let me just reiterate on that point because I was one of the guys that I woke up and I see his face on Twitter and I'm like, like, not that I was against it, but more so like, why is this like who at Sporting thought that this is a good idea, especially with the rumors going around that he got an increased salary that, you know, he might have even got a signing bonus. And then I, I ended up listening to the to the press conference and and um you know, genuinely, I was surprised. I was, you know, I, I, he, he, he seemed like a smart kid, and he spoke like one. He, he even he mentioned that he's not getting no signing bonus, no extra salary. He even he got a year extra on top of what he he ever had on his original contract, technically, and and, and still being getting and he's still getting paid the same. Maybe the only comment I didn't like was, you know, I'm not staying because of any financial gain, and I had other teams that are willing to pay a hundred million for me, blah blah, but. Uh, aside from that, he he spoke well, and and you know what, I'm I'm excited to have him back because he was. There's no denying he was our best player last season, and and he'll only help us further. And I've said it in the past before, and I'll say it again. I don't care if you're a Lumpiang, if you're a, if you're a Putista, if you're playing for Sporting and you're honoring the jersey and you're you're fighting hard for it, then I'll have you on. And and so long as Bruno Fernandes keeps up his the same effort that he gave us last season if he gives us more even better uh, you know I'm, I'm happy to have him back on and and and, and power to him and you know it, it shows that he's not a coward and he's he's able to show his face whereas you know club captains that we had for years and yes I'm talking about Rui Patricio uh -huh. would turn their back the moment they have a frango in, a, in an important game they can't even go clap the fans that that Bruno Fernand shows balls he, he he throughout this whole season he showed he showed he wasn't a coward and he doesn't he doesn't fall under under pressure, and, and and again, here's another one where fans are yelling at him, fans are telling him to fuck off. He did a puta no sé qué, no sé cuántos. You know, he's showing his face, and and, and you got to respect that, whether you like him or not, whether you want him back or not. You know, you gotta you gotta respect that. Uh, Nando, 
Let me let me throw it to you about Nani. What do you think of the, the signing of Nani? Man, I, I I love it. I really do, man. Um, I think that becomes a uh, I think it becomes a locker room boost. Um, and I'll tell you why. I think that a guy like Nani, who left Sporting um, to go to Manchester United, uh, you know, a little bit after uh, Ronaldo did it, you know, and wins the Champions League, and we know what he's about. We know the kind of talent that got him there, you know, and he's bounced around to some respectable clubs, um, Celestone, whatever. Um, I think it shows a lot. And I think it's what we need uh, in terms of like a locker room environment, honestly, to have a guy that says, you know what, I could no doubt in my mind that he could be playing elsewhere for more money. Uh, no doubt in my mind, but he chose to say, you know what, I'll take what I take. I don't know how much they, they said they were going to pay him a year or whatever, 500,000 or a million. I don't know. And come to Sparty for two years plus one more of option. Um, I don't know if he's going to be given the captain armband or not. I'm sure he'll be in the running for it, but to come back to Sporting in a time where these young punks who think they're the shit or these older vets. Cause you know, Ripatrizo isn't young like that anymore. And we even William is starting to get up there. Um, you know, they left Spartan for money. There's no other reason why they left Spartan other than money. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say about, I feel scared and I can't sleep at night and I have nightmares. The nightmares is because of the wife you chose. It has nothing to do with what happened <laughs> at the academy. Um, these, these guys, you know, Nani says the opposite. He says, I'm going to join that team that just had all these problems. I love this team so much that this is my second, uh, my second comeback. And I think I was reading some, some tweets earlier where, you know, a lot of people were kind of torn between, you know, is this guy capable of starting? Is this guy capable of, what is he capable of? And at the very least, I think he's going to be a hell of a, of a supplant. I think where we had a year where I think we'd all agree that we had so many limited options on the bench um, where we didn't know who to bring in and or what kind of player was going to come in. And we're like, well, we know Bruno Cesar is going to come in until he hurts himself and he'll play all 16 positions. I think <laughs> that uh, I think Nani will be a value. Um, I really do. I really do think that. And somebody had uh, posted a little comparison between Nani and like Jelson. Like Nani, when he played for Sporting uh, two years ago, uh, Valencia and even a little bit at Lazio versus Jelson in terms of like, you know, dribbles per game, assists, shots. And Nani does a lot more than Jelson and what we, a lot of Spartanistas argue, like shoot the ball, cross the ball, you know, don't just run with it, like do something with it. <clears throat> I think Nani's a little more decisive. So I like it. I really do. Um, and I don't think we're signing him for a lot of money. Elvenia Custo Zero, of course, throw in the uh, signing bonus, whatever it is. But we could have done much worse than that. I truly believe that. Um, other than that, we really haven't done too many signings. You know, we had the guys that Bruno Carvalho already had guaranteed. We brought in um, – who did we just bring in? Uh, I mean, we, re we, we we got Bruno Fernandes, obviously. We just yeah. talked about that, and I agree with both of you guys to a T about that. Um, and we're just kind of treading water right now. I don't know who else we've got in the pipelines, but, but I like the signing. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Um, the last signing, not necessarily sporting related, but just before we move on to the Portugal thing, I think this would be a, a quick and easy, uh, a fast way to get to Portugal. What do we think of the signing of the summer? Cristiano Ronaldo to Juventus. Steph, I'll start with you, man. What do you think of that move? Okay, before I talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, uh, I'm eager to talk about that. Yeah, let me I... put, let me put my two cents about Nani because, uh, 
I've been fighting on Twitter with people about this. It's been crazy. But I won't take too long. No, Nani, no, no, no. why is Nani important for Sporting? He's a leader. He comes back full of experience. He has charisma. He knows the club better than anybody else. And he loves the club. Is he going to play all 90 minutes? No, of course not. Is he going to play every, every game? No, of course not. But is he going to be a great mentor for the youth that we have? Yes, he's going to be. Is he going to be able to show them what sporting is all about? Limit sporting? The culture of sporting? Yes, is he going to be? And that's why he came back. He came back to be a leader of that locker room, just like uh, Nando just said a little while ago. He came back to be a mentor for the youth that we have at sporting. And that's why it's a good signing. Because Rui Patrici was supposed to be that guy. Not anymore, because he's not Sportingista. Now we all agree on that. I don't give a shit about his uh, goodbye letter. That means shit to me. Podence mm -hmm. was just a, a young guy, which will never be successful in his life. He's not tall enough. Only kidding. Uh, but um, he's not though. If you think about it, no other team I in really the world would probably think will, the rest. I really don't think he's 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 gonna be more than what he's been. Nothing but like a bench rider and a couple moments of brilliance, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, and his career has already been riddled with injuries. I can only imagine when he gets older. Exactly, he can even do flips, and then he can do flips. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Agora, uh, acerca do Cristiano Ronaldo, I think Cristiano Ronaldo made the uh, correct move. I was expecting the Juventus or Manchester United. If he didn't go to Manchester United, we all know why. It must have been because of Mourinho. Their relationship with Real Madrid wasn't the best. Yeah. So I think if it was a different coach, I think he would have gone to Manchester United. But I'd rather see him with a, a black and white stripes than a red jersey. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> I, I, I will uh, say this, man. I, I, I got some shit with some friends on Facebook or whatever because they're like, oh, look at all these guys about to uh, become Juve fans. And I've actually been supportive of Juve. Um, I want to say supportive. I mean, like, you know, I've, I've sympathized with them a little bit over my life. I mean, I own a couple of their jerseys. So I like them. And I, and I, and, and even though they, they pissed me off with all that cheating shit, but, uh, But I love the move to Juve. I really do. I I agree with you a little bit in regards to Mourinho. I think that um, it was obvious that they had some animosity, maybe some ego conflict at Real. But I think the deciding factor for him, and I listened to one of his interviews. I think he's in China right now, if I'm not mistaken. Or he's he, he met. He, I know. I just watched something on ESPN, and he was he was given an interview. Um, And he said it, and I saw right through what he was saying um, in regards to the need, you know, how competitive he is. He loves to win. And I think that adding to his uh, curriculum, adding to his resume, that he can conquer Italy. And I think that would be the first player ever in soccer history to win and be successful in uh, England, in Spain, and in Italy. I think that to him is what he needs and what he wants. He doesn't need it. I think he wants it to just kind of end that conversation of like, who's the GOAT? Ronaldo, Messi. Well, you know what? Messi's never leaving Barcelona. We don't even have to go through that conversation. Um, he just wants to keep tacking on the uh, the accolades, man. And I think it's a perfect move for him. Yeah, I agree. And, and what's big on me, I think that, that was big on him moving to Juve, is he looks at other players like Totti, Del Piero, uh, Pirlo, He looks at how, as they aged, Chiellini, as they aged, they've gotten 
better or at least they've maintained such a high level because Italian football, it's more tactical. It's it's not as as tough as as, as um in in England. It's not as fast as in Spain. It, it's more you know brain than 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 it is you know not talent, but it is you know skill and or or not skill um, than it is the physical. You know being super fit. Yeah. I think yeah, you I know, think it's a much more mental league, man. Exactly. I think that him going to Ju- Juventus will definitely prolong his career and definitely make him still you know perform highly competitively. In in what's still one of the best leagues in, in the world. Um, anyways, that's the last thing we're gonna say about you know. Hold on, let, 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 let me just uh, say something. I mean, shoot, because no. I didn't say much uh, no, about, about Ronaldo to Juventus. I think it's a good move because uh, my man, he, he liked the motivation of Real Madrid. Uh, the um, the president wasn't wasn't giving him enough, enough love was and support. And he felt like, okay, whatever. They don't want me to be in their team anymore, so I'll just leave. And then the Spanish media never treated him properly. Uh, no, no. Spain itself. They hate the Portuguese. They, they hate, I, I hate to say it, but they hate the Portuguese. And I know mm-hmm. he won a lot of things for Real Madrid because he had a great team. But check this out. I just want to blow your mind just for a um, maximum of one minute. This is the squad is joining. Paulo Dybala, Gonzalo Higuaín, Emer Can, Juan Cuadrado, João Cancelo is not a bad player, Douglas uh-huh. Costas, Miralem Pajanic, Ma- Mati Perry, Mario Manzuski, he just scored the winning goal, mm-hmm. Claudio Marticio, Mary Be- Benatia, Giorgio yes. Gilani, Sami Kadira, Alex Sandro, Marco Pachaca, Rodrigo Bentecourt. This is just a few names. Uh, are you kidding me? He's joining a super, superstar uh, uh, squad. Mm-hmm. So Juventus is going to be right up there fighting for the Champions League. And they have been. I mean, they, they have. They, 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 they've lost in the think, finals with that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, Ronaldo going there can take them to that next level, you know? Exactly. I, feel, I just want to. I just want to take a moment and say, like, I hope someone turns around and brings Buffon back. I feel bad for the guy that I helped. I know, I know. Buffon, I'm Buffon, like, how are you going to do that? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> Buffon must be, like, killing himself. What the Oh, fuck? Jesus Christ. When did, when did Ronaldo send me a memo? Oh, dude, can you imagine being like him and, and, and just sitting there and be like, are we fucking serious right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. my God. I was thinking the same thing. Buffon must be like, a Paris Saint-Germain, what the hell? <laughs> a part of me wanted Ronaldo to switch course and go to PSG just for Buffon. No, yeah. but, but uh, I don't but find. I don't, I don't, I don't I think don't, he would mix well with Neymar anyway. But I don't find the the French league too attractive. I mean, no, the French league has been vastly, in my opinion, overrated the last yeah. I don't know, almost ten years. I mean, they haven't it's underrated. You think I, so? I like. I'm a fan of the French league. You know, they, they no, they're definitely I'm, coming better, but they still have big teams like Lyon. Historically, for sure, big teams. But I mean, they're they growing. Only, they're getting better. Lyon, Marseille, uh, Monaco's now what they are. PSG. Uh, they have like mid-table teams that are still tough, like you know Saint Etienne, Toulouse. Um, uh, even Stade Rennes is a good team. They, they have good teams in France. Uh, it's just it's a shame that PSG have. Fucking quadruple their the other team's budgets that they can just you know ah. 
run by them. But I know the French league isn't that bad. It's it's a lacks of it lacks of charisma. Like in in Portugal, we can say, "Epa, que grande jogo, Sporting Benfica," or "Um Porto Benfica," or "Um Porto Sporting." They lack of that. I mean, when you see a, a Paris Saint Germain Monaco, ah, okay, it's going to be a great game, but it doesn't have that. That that that, that, that magic. That, that's right. magic exactly. Now, as Juventus, AC Milan, as Juventus, Inter Milan, Roma. as Juventus, Inter, Roma. It's different, yeah. bro. It's different. Yeah. yeah. The I French, agree with the French you. I agree still, with you. the French still have, you know, they gotta be like, uh, they still gotta make sure they have their shirts properly tucked in, and then they still. <laughs> but she pisses me off, bro. They're sitting there and they're like, "No, we are still another level of professionalism." And I'm like, "Okay, don't worry, mm-hmm. but." These guys, like I, I thought, man. I'd be honest with you. I thought that PSG was was the front runner to get him. Like originally, when they started the the whole talk of him maybe leaving, yeah. And then too. when I thought about it a little more, I'm like, I don't see him playing with Neymar. I just don't see that being a thing. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I just mm-hmm. didn't see him being like, yeah, sure, no, no problem. Like I'll I'll go. Me being Ronaldo and who I am, I'm going to go to PSG. And uh, and become the main thing. I don't see how that would work. Because, I mean, shit, Neymar and Cavani couldn't even get along. I, I just yeah. think that uh, Juventus, the, the president of Juventus, called him like 28 times. That's what they said on, uh, on one yeah, of Yeah, the dude, the dude was like, you're going to be my best friend. Yeah. And uh, I think he did a better job, like, uh, you know, convincing Ronaldo, come to me. I'll give you this big mansion, beautiful house he's going to have, uh, uh, with an indoor swimming pool. And still good money. He makes... I mean, he makes... Tell you do you know what I have as indoor? Uma banheira, caralho. Uma banheira. Anyways, let's just uh, finish off. I forgot. We have one last question from uh, our member Bruno, who couldn't be here today. Uh, he just asked. So I'll ask each one of you the one question because he asked a few. So, uh, Nando, uh, who was your favorite transfer of the offseason so far? Favorite transfer of the offseason so far? And that yeah. that's uh, not including poor like any anywhere. No, in uh, for Sporting. Oh, for Sporting, yeah. Well, it's got to be uh, Nani by far. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, like I said earlier, you know, we we brought in the guys that were Bruno Carvalho signings. You know, the the Rafinha and the dude from uh, Rio Ave. But I What's think that, that uh, I think What's bringing. I really think that's it, right? I don't think we've brought in too many more other guys we've other than bringing Bruno, Bruno Gaspar as well. Yeah, but I'm talking about like we brought in. And yeah, and then we brought back the guys that we had loaned out. But like uh, Francisco Gerald, you know, and stuff like that. But I think mm-hmm. Nani by far is our best signing, and the fact that we all agreed on it, and the fact that um, he he did that despite knowing that you know he might have a different coach, he might have a different president. Um, it just shows how much he loves the club. He loves everything that Sporting is and then as a Sportingista Ferreño like you do that for me and you you know I care about that shit like I, I eat that up and um you know we we love you as fans and we'll forever love you do shit I'll help you with your rent if you need it one day but you won't <laughs> he definitely won't you he'll need more help than he does <laughs> um he does uh what do you think of the we've talked about that uh Steph what's one position in your eyes we still need to address um, without a doubt, uh, a striker. This is the team that yes. we have. The, this is a team that we have now. As goalies, we have Viviano, Salah, and Luis Maximiano. In defense, we have Marcelo, 
Jonathan Silva, yeah, he's still there. O Jefferson, André Pinto, Stefan Ritovski, Lumor, Piccini, he's still there because he went to Switzerland with the team. Domingos yeah. Duarte, Mathieu, another guy I respect tremendously because he wasn't a pussy. They're saying he has nightmares, he doesn't want to sleep. It's now in El Bon Ocu. O Bruno Gaspar, o Demiral, and let's not forget about uh, o, o Quartz. He's, yeah. he's still uh, on vacation. Yeah. Then in the midfield, we have so, so far, the, the goals we have, I have, I totally trust them. Viviano, lots of experience from Sampdoria in the Italian league, which is a tough league. Um, and then uh, at the, and, and the defense, I think we we in good shape as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't touch much of the defense, maybe the, the left fullback position. But now we have Piccini and William Gaspar, we're in good shape, actually. Um, uh, midfield, we have Mateus Pereira. I love the kid. This year is going to be the, his year. Bruno Cesar, Francisco Geraldo. That's my boy right there. Yeah, that's my boy. And now Francisco Geraldo and, and Bruno Fernandes, they can complement each other. If one is tired, the other one can come in because they have the same kind of feet, the same kind of mentality. Petrovic, Mizik, Wendel, Ryan Gold, João Palhinha, Matheus Oliveira, and let's not, let's not forget about Acuna. I don't know what's going to happen to him, but he's still a sporting player. And then uh, this is why I think our weakness is we, uh, in the striking position, which is Freddy Montero. Uh, thank you for staying. Another... Another guy that's uh, of great value and character and palavra donja. O Carlos Mané, I'm excited that he's back. O Rafinha, we know him quite well. I'm very excited that he is a sporting. Castanhos, only shit. I don't know why he came back. I mean, I almost we'll killed myself. Him out, I think. I hope so. I was. I almost killed myself. I, I slipped <laughs> off my chair. <laughs> you I prefer. I prefer André Balanda than that guy. Eu prov... Até eu preferi o Paulinho, caralho. <risos> o o, o, o Bozinov. É, o Bozinov, é, é. O Giovanni Cabral e o Dumbia. I mean, Dumbia, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. But this, this is the squad we have. Is it a bad squad? And we still might, and we might, we still might see Bas Dost. Because now, apparently, Bas Dost is still talking to Sporting because of Bruno Fernandes. Yep. That's, that's what I heard. And not to mention, of course, beforehand, we've also heard rumors of Slimani wanting to come back too. So yes, we, if not I, one, I think the other would definitely come. Dude, you, you, you know, whether, I don't know about you guys, but like I felt this all of last season, man. I mean, our, I think our bench was our biggest, our biggest weakness. But I think that um, whether Bajdas is there or not, we need another solid striker. And a guy like Slimani, a guy who can, we can count on putting in about 10 to 15 goals. I think if, if Bas Dost does what he has been doing, or even if he does a little less and gives us only like 20 to 25, we need a guy that's going to be up there putting in 10 to 15 to 20 goals as well. Because if you look at Porto and you look at that 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 reason why they did what they did, I mean, it was just a matter of who was going to score up front. You know, it was going to be Marega, it was going to be uh, Bubacar. And um, that, that, that gave them the league. It was pick your poison with those two guys. Yeah, we need both, actually. I mean, the way I see it, we need yeah, both. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. And Slim Money. I mean, Absolutely. Can, Absolutely. They be, can they be compatible together up front? I, I think, think so. so. If they don't play together mm. every game, that's fine. Uh, the only change I would make would be, 
with Dumbia. We still have Dala, but Dala is hurt. But Dala and, and I think yeah. there was there's reports that he's probably going to be loaned out to Rivad again. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Continue to more experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game, yeah. But that's a team we have. I don't think we're in, bad, in really bad shape. We just need a an outstanding striker. Uh, the, the, we have speed again. Zulvan Cabral is fast. He scored fast. two goals today. Yeah, but I mean, but that, that game didn't count for nothing. Yeah, but still. Yeah, still. That uh, statistics. <laughs> yeah, you Rafinha, you Carlos Mané, they supersonic. They yeah. supersonic. Yeah. So, uh, I don't really miss Jason Martins that much, to tell the truth. Yeah. No. All right, and just to end off this last little bit of Sporting, just to announce, uh, you know, for uh, all our Sporting listeners, if you want to watch the game tomorrow, uh, July 12th, uh, it's at 19 o'clock in Portugal. It's at 2 o'clock here in the East Coast. It's against Nuchatel uh, Shamax. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. It'll be on Sports TV, so for you guys to watch. And then, of course, we also play Nice on uh, Saturday. At um at one o'clock Eastern, eighteen out in Portugal. Uh, that's Dude, it. I just, I started to cut you off, man. I just found out that Benfica oh, was coming to the states, man, and that shit pissed me off. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. we don't, had, we don't had, talk had, about those guys here on this spot no, now. Dude, no, I know, I know, because <laughs> I was um I was uh, I'm in Charlotte, bro, and I think uh who's coming? I think Dortmund Liverpool is coming. So I was yeah. probably going to go to that game, and somebody was like, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, oh, man, Jube, man, if you can everything, it's like, yeah, if you yeah. guys knew about that kind of uh, fraud squad, y'all would never invite him back, but... Hey, no, you, no, you, but... You no, went outside of Juve's bus with uh, the uh, sporting shirt for Ronaldo, bro. But it's good, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good for the uh, immigrants uh, of uh, Leafy. Yeah, for sure. You know, for I mean, sure. we, we have good friends from Canada, uh, Cynthia, you, Mario. They actually tried to put a dinner together, but I'm going to be in Portugal. But they invited all of us. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm probably going to be going to watch the Benfica Juventus game up in New Jersey. To be honest, it's going to be a good game. You're not going to see the superstars. It's obvious. Yeah. No, but it's all you Sporting, anyways. You're going to look at the stadium and you're going to see black, white, red, and then a Kilkaride Tudo Verde. Listen. <laughs> I've done both things. I've gone to Befica games when they came to the U.S. with my family members, Befiquistas, and I were neutral, of course. And they came with me to watch Sporting in Harrison at the Red Bull uh, Arena, and they were neutral. But it was just, uh, hey, we're going together. It's a Portuguese team. We had a great lunch uh, late down with Vintinti, bro, Yucarag, and we had a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, as immigrants... Uh, Sportingistas, Benfiquistas or Portistas, we're different from uh, Benfiquistas and Sportingistas and Portistas from Portugal. We see For things sure. in a different way. Uh, we, we live it with more passion in, in so many ways because we're so far away. Um, so, so, you know. You, you, yeah, go ahead. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Just uh, just to quickly switch to the World Cup because we're an hour in and we have yet to talk about Portugal. So just uh, quick thoughts, oh, guys. Quick thoughts on uh, what the game was. I'll, I'll give in my quick two cents. Uh, I thought that Uruguay played like Portugal and Portugal played like like another team. Uh, Uruguay was very good defensively, as they've known to be. You know, uh, They have a perfect back line. Their midfield isn't as bad as people make it out to be. Of course, they have two superstar strikers up top. They had Cavani, who scored two goals against us. 
the first one, I think uh, Rafael Guerreiro and, and Font sort of let him go. They could have done better defensively. Um, I forget who the midfielder was, but he didn't pressure uh, the ball fast enough before the cross. I think the cross was too easy. Um, and then also, not to blame Rui Patricio, because I want to blame Rui Patricio, but I think being beat at his near post like that, um, okay, sure, he wasn't expecting it, but uh, it, it's it's not a good look for a goalkeeper to be beat on his near post like that. Cavani's second goal was a beauty, um, a, a defensive mess up from, I think, Pep. I think his first mess up in years in the Portugal shirt. You know, it, it came, and and uh, at the end of the day, I think Portugal did all right. We, we played good. We moved yeah. the ball well. It was the first game this World Cup that I thought Bernardo Silva played very well. Uh, my yeah. only... My only real question on, on Fernandes Santos was why bring in Manuel Fernandes when he did. Yes. Um, but aside from that, you know, I think we can we can leave a bit with our head held high. It was just a disappointment to to come to, to leave that early. Um, but Uruguay is a great team. There's no, I don't think there's much shame in that. But um, you know, it's just a shame that 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 we got away from our roots and we lost. Man. Uh, Nando, give me your quick two cents real quick, man. Dude, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said, man. Um, I, I have a you know slightly different perspective on, on – or at least my opinion on how we did overall. Granted that I was there in Russia, so I got to experience a gilpo of Portuguesos, immigrants, and everybody kind of – That's sick. Yeah, man. I, I just want to say a little bit. It, it was super dope to be there and and you know you'd see i saw a good bit of portuguese people you know by far not as many as other nations but i would say this man you'll be a portuguese as you we would have that initial conversation of opa force of portugal and then it immediately would go to opa tu es que you're so sportiguis you're so specific and it would immediately like we'd have to establish right then and there like who our allegiances were with yeah. Uh, and that shit was pretty dope man and i think it would easily was out of 10 people just like portugal split up i'd say about I'd meet six Benfiquistas, cuatro Sportingistas, and then every once in a while I met like a weird Portista somewhere in there. Um, but it was dope. Now, in terms of Portugal, I think that uh, – I'm, I'm very disappointed, guys. I don't know. I think that overall our best game was by far against Uruguay. Um, by far, I think that was our best game. It was super, super stressful and frustrating and quite embarrassing, to be honest, to watch how Iran put us – on the freaking back wall, and they just, you know, that was it, dude. I was sitting there biting my nails thinking, like, Kia for going this, it's not fighting water. Like, every moment could have been a moment that they would tie the game, take the lead. Against Morocco, we were completely just destroyed. Um, it wasn't even just, like, my opinion, like, as a, as a Portuguese. I'm talking, like, people from other nations commenting on the streets, like, come on, Portugal. Like, take away Ronaldo e vocês fudis, you might not even get a goal scored this this tournament. Um, I think it was evident that our Slesso more than ever is dependent on magic from Ronaldo. I think that if Ronaldo isn't having his perfect 100% beautiful game, Portugal is going to struggle. Players like Andres Silva were extremely embarrassing to watch. Um, I think that the, the guy like Manuel Fernandes coming in in that game against Uruguay, you, you, how you bring in a guy like Manuel Fernandes and leave a guy like Gelson on the bench when you're down and you need to put these guys on the ropes. You don't need another kind of slow player to play midfield. That's my take on it. Um, and I think that it's a little worrisome, man, because I see we have young guys coming up, but these young guys seem to all play the same position. And um, I'm disappointed, man. I think that we were hoping, I think Fernand Sanz was hoping for another, what's that saying? Like a, like another 
hopefully catch a lightning bolt in a bottle type situation like do Erdo and everything just kind of go our way and we bat the key a little Vitoria penalties of Gua and just keep it going and then pull off some 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 upset I don't know it, it didn't happen they don't play good enough to make it happen and um, to me it was disappointing yeah yeah I agree Steph hit us with your two cents bro well, I feel the same way. Like uh, I, I agree with both of you. Portugal, um, we I had discussed this with a really good friend of mine. He's a Portuguese Bruno Ferreira. He was in our podcast a couple of times uh, when we had the uh, Sporting Porto. And um, and the the problem it's it's like Fernando said. Uh, we 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 had a squad that uh, didn't they, they, with no chemistry, not gelling. Uh, against uh, um, Morocco, what an embarrassment! They played much better with more. They were more aggressive. They wanted more to win the game. They could have tied the game easily. I don't even know how they lost. They deserved at least a tie, Morocco. Um, against uh, what, what was the other team? Iran. Iran at Iskas. I mean, Iran. They they took us to school. Uh, we'll play bad against them. Really awesome. bad. Horrible, horrible. Uh, the game against Uruguay, we played we played better just because we were losing all the time. Because if we were winning, we would drop the, li- the, 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 the lines and we would play defense all the time. Um, but um, you can expect much when, when uh, you, we have players that uh, play in the Turkish League, the Chinese League. Ugaret is the backup for his team. Uh, Bernard Silva is the backup for Manchester City. I was not amazed with Bernard Silva at all. Uh, nope. Moutinho back up at Monaco. Jean Mario back up back up at West Ham. Uh, Uguets is the he, 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 he's the backup as well. Sometimes he plays good. Sometimes he doesn't play good. And the pressure seems in big games and he can't deliver. So. Uh, for that sense, I think he didn't have the uh, the proper players called for the national team. Um, so, and that's why we lost. Um, I understand he has to trust the players and stuff like that, but there's a time you need to you need to change your team. And the sub twenty, the the under twenty one and the under twenty three, they have great players. Portugal is doing real well. Cruzores, um, they they've been performing real well. So why not? You know. I, take a take a risk and and, and go with our youth. O Ricardo, I think. Por que que nos go mais vezes o Ricardo? I don't get okay. that. You know, you know, so man, as as you just said about the sub 23, I think that it's time to say, you know what, Fernando Santos, you did more than what we ever thought you were going to do. We thank you for your services and the fact that this team brought us a uh, a title that we'll never forget. But I think we overachieved. Honestly, that's my opinion. I think we overachieved with Fernando Sanz and his style of play, given the fact that we have some creativity and some quick young players, but we overachieved. A, a team with that kind of potential and speed and, and creativity should not be parking the bus and uh, and hoping for a 1-0 Ronaldo header free kick and then scrape by, my opinion. I, me, I, I, me personally, I would rather see, for example, Unani. I know he didn't play... A whole lot, but I, but you could give a good thirty minutes. You could be like, "Hey, we're struggling. We need a goal. Let's put Nani." Yeah, he did it at the last Euro. 
I mean, Justin played what ten minutes or fifteen minutes. That's it. That's and it. He, came so, on, he didn't do anything. He was. He lost balls in the midfield, dangerous balls. You know. I mean, when Adrian kicked out of the nada. He called him. He called him as like a token. Like you know what, brother, I like you, and I. I gotta it's not even the, the only thing that, that that angers me about the Portugal team is where was Mutinho these last two games? Aside from he's Ronaldo, so bad, dude. He's so done. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Aside from Ronaldo, he was our best player in the through the tournament, in my yeah. opinion. Mutinho played very well. He was he was consistent. I mean, compared to was our best player. Now, okay, can you know what that is? I really believe that William Carvalho dominated that midfield, bro. The amount of times against Uruguay, against Uruguay, he did good. But I don't want to say. I think if you take all three, like the group stages game, if you take Spain, he wasn't he wasn't up to the races. It was just Ronaldo and Moutinho that were up for the races. Uh, Morocco, Moutinho was by far our best player. You know, Ronaldo got that one goal and it disappeared. Everybody else disappeared. Moutinho was the only one really running. And then against Iran, he was out of the team. And then against Uruguay, he was out of the team. I didn't get that. I, I didn't get that at all. But uh, the, the I get why is- you'd want to put Adrian in to help out William. And it worked for a bit. And it did work. But why wouldn't you have Moutinho just a little bit in front of him? I didn't. I didn't get that selection from from. But don't. But, but don't forget, Ujo Moutinho is not a player to play ninety minutes anymore. Okay, and that's fine. And, and you know, you, in the seventieth minute, you can put on Manuel Fernandes or Bruno Fernandes or uh, Flip exactly. Silva. Exactly. Or, you know, we have many other options to put in. If he brought in Ruben Neves, take out Moutinho, put in Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves goal um minuto. O Mario Rui nos goal nem um minuto. What the hell? Neves nem foi escolhido. Escolhido, meu amigo. Quem? Ruben Neves ficou em casa, meu amigo. Não, Ruben Dias. Tem, Ruben Dias. Ah, pois, mas. You know, you know, era, what, I, you know what I mean. Já era previsto. I know. Ruben Dias but, já era previsto. Yeah, but the thing is, o, o Nani could have made a difference. You know, I mean, we have other youth that could have made a difference. O Adrian Silva yeah. foi um zero à esquerda. I would rather have Edith. Honestly, as a different solution. I think Geds is a great player, but. I don't know if strike if it was because he was playing striker or if he was too nervous or uh, or if maybe as a Benfica he's scared about a depth fucking him up. But he he played like garbage, absolute garbage, and he was a player that I was excited to see because he had a decent season at Valencia. Garbage. Whoever should have been called to the squad. Yep, it would have been a different option. It would have yeah. been a different play. Would have been winning headers. Should have been called to the to the squad as well. But Nani's a Nani's still meh. I I, I like I, I, I like Nani, but I don't know if he should have been called. To me, instead of Jelson, it should have been either Ronnie Lopes or Bruma. Yeah, not bad choices. Yeah. yeah, they're good seasons. Fast, they give something different than than Jelson. Jelson, he'll uh, tenta avançar se não dá, não dá, and then he loses the ball and counter attack into Uruguay. That's that's terrible. Listen, Ujelson, like Nando was saying, you, William Carvalho, they're only interested in money. Mm-hmm. Only yeah, interested in money. They're not going to be significant players. And I'm not saying this because of the way they left with Sporting. It's because if they didn't learn Cusor Jesus, won't prende com quem? They're getting older, you know. Ujelson dança, 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 e quando é para marcar gol, falha sempre. Foda-se. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, vão todos para o caralho ganhar mais dinheiro que a gente. 
All right. <laughs> and lastly, to finish off the podcast, uh, we got our final today. Croatia against France. Wow. Uh, Croatia going in there sort of like Portugal in, in the Euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, won today on extra time. They beat Denmark on penalties and they beat Russia on penalties. They were dominant in the group, though. Nothing like Portugal in the Euros, has to be said. Um, France dominated throughout. I think they hadn't. They didn't lose one single game, right? No, I'm not yeah, mistaken. No, they're good. So uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm I'm not too sure. Steph, who are you going for? We all know you were born in France, raised in Portugal. What's your team? What do you who, who do you think is gonna win the uh, the World Cup? Allez les Bleus. Allez les Bleus. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be for me. It's gonna be France. Uh, because they have a more balanced uh, team, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean shit really. Because they were the favorites two years ago against Portugal, yeah. and they lost. Yeah. Uh, they actually played better than we did, but we won. And my number one team, so everybody knows, of course, it's the national team, Seleção Portuguesa. But I do have a special place in my heart for France because I was born there and lived in France until the age of ten. So, of course, I want France to win. And I hope they do win. So they have the uh, deuxième étoile in, uh, in in their jersey, the second star. Yeah. Um, but they have a better team than Croatia. Croatia is now really exhausted, and they have one less day of rest than France, and that could be significant. And in terms of play, they've played three extra times, which is an additional 90 minutes. Yes. So they've technically played an extra game ahead of France. So Yeah, Modri came out because he was completely exhausted. Yeah. He's, my, he's my MVP. Of, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Of the uh, Nando, who do you have winning this game? Who Man, I have. Game? So I want Croatia to win. Um, mm. I think France will win. Um, I'm kind of the guy who would like to be honest with you. I was rooting for Russia, man. I was like, I hope that they just fuck this thing whole up and just like everybody one day looks back and is like, did Russia really win a World Cup? So I was rooting yeah. for once once the big dogs went home, this Mundial became uh, France's to lose. Yep. Um, they, they, they had everything set up just perfectly right for them. They have overall the better talent. It is what it is. And they have more, um, they have more collective talent than they have more individual playmakers that are going to make the difference like Mape and Griezmann and, and those dudes are going to do their thing. But I think that uh, people are sleeping a little bit on Croatia, man. I think that they're on a mission. I think that those dudes, Modric and um, Rakitic, those guys, like I, I, I was watching highlights of them all tournament long and it's, it's pretty sick how in, uh, in sync they are, man. It's, it's, they do it with their eyes closed. And I don't know if uh, France has two players on the team that are that in sync with each other. I think for Croatia to win, they have to play perfectly. Um, but given that this World Cup, kind of what we didn't expect to happen has happened with teams that have been favorites not doing their thing. Will France have a moment like they did against Portugal? Will they kind of choke under the pressure? Or are they going to kind of use that to uh, to kind of just up the ante and, and, and finally win their big one now? And I think they will, yeah. but I prefer Croatia to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like Croatia a lot as well. They have a, a class team. I think an underrated team. They were. I I, I think I, if I didn't pick them out, I, I I wanted to pick them out as as the as a dark horse in this tournament. Uh, when we did the the World Cup podcast, I had them coming first in the group, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, I was well aware of their talent, but 
I think the French will be way too much. I think the French talent, the fact that they can have Dembele on the bench, they can they can have Tolisso on the bench. It's it's absolutely disgusting this team, and it's more than deserved the World Cup for them. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. They can definitely slip up. That you know they were also deserving, quote unquote, deserving of the Euro Cup, and they lost to Portugal. So we've seen that this is in them, but. You know, I think I think this French team learned from their mistakes and, and maybe learned how to mm-hmm. deal with the pressure of a final um, when they played against Portugal. Agreed. Um, and overall, I just want to say this has been probably one of the best World Cups I've I've seen in my lifetime. Definitely, definitely unexpected. Yeah, for sure. Watching, yeah, all, for... Those, watching all those Germans get pissed off and have strokes every game was beautiful. <laughs> I, I had them going all the way to the final with Brazil. Little my, 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 my girlfriend is actually listening into this podcast and she's Brazilian so she's been giving me shit all tournament long because uh, she knows how much I love watching Omar roll on the floor but hey, um, but I love Pete <laughs> Gainer, and that's all that matters <laughs> yeah, I, no, anyways, I, I, wish, I wish I could tell you what I like but I can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright but now, but France, anything else we want to add before we leave, boys? But France is going to win. They have an amazing team, man. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's no way they're going to let it slip. They learned with their mistakes against Portugal. Yeah, I agree. They I did. think so too. And, 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 man, Mbappe, definitely heir to the throne. 19 years old. 19. Puta que pariu. He vai ser vendido, vai ser vendido for maybe 200 million. Vai ser vendido for. And he's worth it. If not it, more. Have you seen the speed that this this kid is the composure, that skill, the on the ball? But you know, who's my fa- you know, who's my favorite player from France? Who? Kanté. Ooh, underrated. Oh Under- my god! Well, I don't know if I can say underrated, but definitely underappreciated. The hard work Kanté does, game in, game out. Oh or, or even that 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 guy who scored the the goal for the other day. I mean, that defender, that guy from Barcelona, Umtiti. Oh. Um, Titi, uh, uh, also Pavard from Stuttgart. Uh, he's been having a breakout season at Stuttgart and now even showing it at the World Cup. Man, France is, they're stacked. They're stacked. Yeah, they what, are, a, what a team. And, and the fact that they're young and most likely most of these players are going to show up next World Cup in four yeah. years in Qatar. It's yeah, scary, man. Look, the, Loris, uh, 31, he can play easily until he's 40. Yeah, um, and even if he doesn't, he, they have they have other players on the bench like that uh, Arbuella guy that also plays for PSG. Eriola, so, Eriola, there, right, there you go. Yeah, yeah Pavard twenty two, Kimbe twenty two, Varane twenty five. You, yeah. you, you, the one you guys just talk, spoke about twenty four only. Rami mm-hmm. thirty two, but he doesn't really play. Nope. CDB twenty five, Hernandez twenty two. They have a young squad. Mendy yep. 23, Pogba 25, Tolizo uh, 23, Kante 27, Matuti 31, 29. I mean, yeah, they have a young team. You, you correct. Most of, the, most of those guys you mentioned in four years are not even going to be 30 yet. It's only going to no. be Kante so far that you mentioned. Oh, dude, yeah. France is set for the future, like beyond yeah. set. Yeah. Like, and not to mention the youngsters that are coming up soon, too. It's it's scary how good they are. Yeah, he's only 27. So you're looking at at least yeah. two more World Cups, mm-hmm. barring injuries. You've got Mappé dominating for, what, at least, uh, at least, what, 20? Yeah. Yeah. 15 no. more years? 
Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Dembele twenty one, yeah. Fekidi twenty four, and you know, you know what I, I like mean, about this French they team? They they did it the old school way, bro. They like brought these guys up. Like remember post uh, Zidane Henry, how bad they were. They were 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 actually. I don't even didn't they miss out on the World Cup uh, twenty ten? I think or. Uh, they, they, no, they, they were supposed to, but uh, Thierry Henry's handball helped them through Ireland. But, but wasn't that 06? I'm, I'm thinking 2000, like after Henry and Zidane in 2006, I'm talking like 2010 mm. and like I those think... years there that they were kind of like lost mm. a little bit in my opinion. They didn't have that guy. They didn't have that Griezmann. They didn't have that go-to player and they kind of started bringing these talents up. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I love that. I think the coach at the time was LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, now oh, he, it's, uh... They love him there. He was a great player. Now, now is Didier Deschamps, and this guy, you know, he was one of the champions in 1998. So he, mm -hmm. he understands. He's a good coach, really good coach. Mm -hmm. um, I really hope they win. I mean, I, I do feel uh, like 10% uh, of me is French. So, so I want them to win. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. If it was wraps us up. Uh, podcast number 14 of the Sparking 160 EN comes to an end. Uh, check our Twitter page. There's nothing defined yet. We're not too sure when the next time we're going to come on. I know Steph's going to Portugal soon, so Steph, have a wonderful vacation. I'll be at the Jogue de Presentação on the 21st. I promise you I'll take some great pictures. And, uh, That's so dope, I'll, man. I'll, I'll, That's <laughs> so if you guys see Steph around the Navalad, you guys know you have to buy him a beer. That's uh, dope. That's, that's rule. That's the rule. That's the law. And man, uh, I, I hope to be there for the last game of the season, man. <laughs> yeah, me, me and my Porto buddy are maybe combining it so we can go to the Dragão. Dude, this you, you tell me and I will be there. I will be there. I don't care how much. Because <laughs> the foot of the 17 years and I'm not playing with that 18-year curse. Yeah. I hope we right. win this year, bro. I hope so, too. I think if any fan base deserves it, it's us, man, for everything yeah. we went through. It's, it's us and, uh, and Liverpool. Oh, dude, I'm, exactly. <laughs> no, Fuck they've been waiting for a long time, too. No, dude, way. you know, I, I, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that wraps up this. That wraps up the podcast. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Uh, make sure don't miss out on the Spartan game tomorrow. If you guys can watch it, watch it, support your team, and... Uh, Viva o Sporting Clube Portugal. Viva. Viva, absolutely.